you're listening to Nerd Espresso, and happy Thursday, everybody. We are about, what, four-ish days into quarantine, and I hope everybody is staying sane and rediscovering things that you love and um, finding new things that you love, and really, I know it's it's a hard time for some of us not being employed, but I hope you just take this time to slow down and enjoy enjoy the small things. So today's episode is one that is very near and dear to my heart. Um, we uh, are sitting down with my amazing, wonderful, almost husband-to-be because we get married in one week. I'm so excited. Um, Dustin Fletcher, I'm so excited to finally get to share this episode with you. It was one of the first ones that I recorded um, and... To finally be able to get to share this with you is, is I'm so excited. Um, you've heard multiple people on my podcast say this, and I'm saying it now. Dustin is a nerd extraordinaire. He does so many things. He LARPs. He plays D&D. He cosplays. He, it, it, he has the coolest day job in the world. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to make you listen to it. I'm not going to spoil it. But he's just, he's one of the coolest people I know. And... Everyone that I've ever met just loves him, and I hope that you enjoy this episode and you find a little bit of, you know, of of why I adore this man so much, because he's so cool. And so um, we're going to go ahead and jump right in. So I want you to sit back, relax, go get your drink of choice. I'm drinking coffee literally right now as we're talking. This episode and is sponsored by Found Familiar. Let's get this started. Found Familiar is a company that not only brings you amazing coffee, but believes in supporting creators. They team up with different artists and cosplayers from around the world to bring you specialty-grade coffee that celebrates the creativity sparked by Dungeons & Dragons and other TTRPGs. Found Familiar aims to do more than just provide caffeine for your groggy mornings and late-night sessions. They believe in using their platform to recognize the people that share the same passions. People that create stories, create characters, and create art. They showcase fantasy artwork and photos on their coffee, and that's why you'll never see those pieces anywhere without credit to the creators. They just released some new coffees on their website, so make sure you go check it out. You can head over to foundfamiliar.com and use Nerdspresso, N E R. D-S-P-R-E-S-S-O for 10% off your coffee order today. All right. All right. So, introduce yourself and... Yeah, tell us who you are. Oh, all right. Um, I'm uh, Dustin Fletcher, and uh, I am... Uh, Nerd extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> I am one of the co-DMs for D4, a D&D live stream, um, actual play, and uh, yeah, all-around nerd, I don't know. You are seriously one of the biggest nerds <laughs> that I know. So, yeah, I am. I, I am quite <laughs> the nerd. I enjoy it. Because um, I know when we met, like, not only were you into comics, but you were also into LARPing oh, and D&D and all sorts of nerdy things. Um, so. I, yes, I um, I, I was. I am. I still am. I am uh, still big into D&D. I don't LARP much anymore kind of taken that and moved it into the Dungeons and Dragons and other tabletop games. The Dungeons and the Dragons. The Dungeons and the Dragons. <laughs> all of the Dungeons and all of the Dragons. All of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Um, I'm going to drink some coffee. Yes. It's delicious. So what do you think of this coffee? I picked this coffee especially for you. Did you? I did. I feel so, so special. <laughs> so the coffee that we're drinking, that we're highlighting on today's episode, it's from Found Familiar Coffee Company. And they are amazing. They're um, they are nerds supporting nerds with coffee. Oh, man, and 
It's a good cup it's, of coffee. Yes. What, so, what are we drinking? What, what, what is this blend? So it's, it's a medium roast coffee. Okay. Um, it's a breakfast blend. I know. Oh, yeah, I love breakfast blends. I, yes. I know that you, while you love coffee, you don't like too crazy of a coffee. I don't. I prefer a lighter medium roast. So, so but this is like a nice, like, thicker. It's very smooth. It is. Oh, it's um, very smooth. So the cool thing about Found Familiar is that they have these huge pieces of artwork on yes. each of their bags. That's dope. And so the one that we're drinking is called Fanatical Focus. Okay. Um, it's a breakfast blend, but it has extra caffeine. That's good. I like caffeine. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the artwork that is on this is amazing. It's this barbarian... Um, and this, I can't pronounce this guy's name for the artist. You take a crack at it. Um, well, um, George. Okay. That's the, that's the name of the art piece. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Cristobal Huga Garcia. Is the artist's name. The artist. Um, they Instagram at chrispuga.art. That's C-R-I-S-P-U-G-A dot art. Uh, and their Twitter is at Chris Puga. That's C R I S P U G A H. Uh, pretty amazing artwork. It's like barbarian with a hand axe and going all full on rage. Mm-hmm. Um, that's awesome. This is this is a good. So good it's coffee. a nice like fine roast, yeah. finely ground coffee. So we're we're loving these people over at Found Familiar. So, but that's what we're drinking during today's episode. Yeah, so if you hear me slurping, I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm already like halfway done with my cup, and we just started this thing. But but you know, that's that's kind of the point of talking about nerdy things while drinking nerdy coffees. That's true, and we're drinking out of nerdy coffee cups. Mm -hmm. I've got my ampersand Dungeons and Dragons mug, um, which is very hard to find. uh, Yeah, it's uh, you can't buy it. It have to be. Gifted. gifted from wizards themselves, and uh, I was luckily to be a recipient of one. It is a ginormous 15-ounce cup of coffee. One of the biggest mugs of coffee I've ever seen. I time. love it because it puts all the coffee. So, and I am drinking out of a uh, Central City Jitters mm. coffee mug from The Flash. I do love The Flash. I know you do. Uh, he's so. my favorite superhero. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of The Flash and stuff like that. <laughs> Um, you have kind of one of the coolest jobs ever. When I'm so. not, uh, running, uh, people through a dungeon on Sundays with Devin. Well, besides D4. Besides D4. Besides D4. My day job. Yes. Um, I get to dress the... superheroes for a living. It's pretty neat. That um, is I, one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, if I, um, ask, you know, 10-year-old me what I would be doing for a living, uh, he would have told you a baseball player or a fighter pilot because that's what I really wanted to be back then and uh, I never thought that I would actually be dressing superheroes which I've loved since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. Um, I get to work on a wonderful show called Black Lightning uh, with Cress Williams. Very good show. I get to uh, dress him in his superhero suit. You are only in charge of the superhero suit. I am. It is super amazing. (laughs) Haha, pun intended. Um... But we um, just finished the crossover, which was a lot Ooh. of fun. Black got... Lightning got to be in the crossover. He did. He did. Um, so I watched the crossover. It was, the, the first three episodes have been amazing. So good. So, and since we, basically, the whole point of this podcast is highlighting People literally getting to live their dreams and work in hobbies and stuff like that that people only dream of. Like, you have these hobbies like Dungeons and Dragons, or you love comics, or stuff like that. And literally anything is possible. Who, you, like you said, you, <laughs> you, since you were knee high to a grasshopper, you have loved comics. I have. You have loved, I know your favorite superhero is The Flash. It is. So, you kind of got to live the ultimate dream. I did. I um, I got to fly to Vancouver, and uh, I got to work on The Flash TV show, which was phenomenal. Uh, one of the great, the best crews 
uh, and cast I've gotten to work there. Um, they're absolutely wonderful up there. Uh, they definitely have that Canadian nicety about them. <laughs> I was about to say, we know a few Canadians, and, and every single one of them have so been so nice. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, walking into the production office and just seeing Central City and Flash stuff. I mean, it was it was like I was I was dreaming and, and had died and gone to nerd heaven. Um, but uh, yeah, I, while I was there, um, I got to uh, I got to to work with and see uh, John Wesley Shipp. In his 90s Flash costume, which is amazing because, you know, when I was so little, I would sit sit, um, in the TV with my Flash comics and watch his Flash because that's all there was back then. Um, And I got to see, you know, got to see him in person on set in his 90s Flash costume. The original Barry Allen. The original Barry Allen, yeah, with with him and and Grant and uh, Danielle and all them up there uh, in their... Costumes as well. Uh, it was, it was pretty surreal. I'm not gonna lie. It was pretty surreal, and kept having to pinch myself, make sure I wasn't <laughs> dreaming. And, um, but it was, it was definitely something I'll never forget. That's one of the coolest things ever. Yeah, it was pretty darn cool. So, and who would have thought that little bitty Dustin? Back in the day, oh, not me. watching 90s Flash on TV with the Danny Elfman theme oh, yep. would not only get to meet those characters in real life, but actually get to be there to help make it happen. And it's not even your superhero. No, no. <laughs> That's the cool part, is your superhero got invited. Yeah. So you got to go by proxy. I did. I was very lucky. And, uh, you know... Um, Cress Williams is one of one of the best actors I've ever had a chance to work with. I'm so happy I get the uh, privilege and honor to uh, work alongside him and help uh, you know, become Black Lightning, this mm-hmm. superhero who is a, a symbol. Um, and because uh, he's kind of in the comics and in like the Young Justice cartoon and stuff like that, he's kind of a dad figure. Oh, very much to so. a lot of the heroes and a lot of people. Very much so. And it is, it's a great show. It's a great, I mean, this is my second season with them. And I hope that there are many more to come because it is a great show, a great crew, a great cast. And I have so much fun doing it. Um, But, you know, and... I hope he gets to do more with the rest of the Arrowverse. I hope so, yeah. Hopefully we get to... He meshed meshed really well with with a lot of them. He did. So, um, So, go back... To wee little Dustin. Oh man. Let's 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 jump back like ten years. Oh. So let's jump back ten years. What were you doing ten years ago, like job wise? I was. Were you already in the film I industry? Was were you just getting into it? I was um, about ten years ago. Uh, I was uh, leasing apartments. I was. Oh a... my gosh. <laughs> yes. What a jump. I know. I was leasing <laughs> of apartments. Careers. Um, you know, sitting behind a desk with a computer and hating oh, every minute of it, nine to five. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of... Nine to five is an American sitcom based on the 19... Thanks, computer. Thanks. We can cut this out. It's fine. Computer, stop! It's <laughs> amazing. You should totally leave it in. <laughs> so the Alexa went rogue <laughs> during the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if anyone heard that, but <laughs> uh, when I play this back, if you can't hear it, I'll just cut it out. It's fine. <laughs> the oh beauty my. of podcasts. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. So, oh man. So, leasing apartments. Yes. Definitely not a nerd dream. No, definitely job. not. Uh, it definitely paid the bills. And, um, yeah, no, I. Um... But you were already, timeline wise, you were probably already LARPing oh, by that LARPing. point. Definitely LARPing. Did you grow up playing Dungeons and Dragons? I did. I, I played. Um, I started in the '90s with uh, my first introduction was actually Baldur's uh, Gate. Well, I guess Dragonlance. Okay, like book, book series, series, but didn't really know that it was a D and D campaign at the time when I started reading it. Um, but then I started playing a little game called Baldur's Gate. Um, and which I believe just got released on consoles. Um, Ooh. 
Our are friends, you going to be replaying that? I bit? definitely <laughs> am. Our friends over Beamdog released the Enhanced Edition, which we so excited to to sit down and play that again to relive relive those moments. But that was second edition, and so I played that through and and learned a lot of my lore from that, and then uh, sat down and really delved into third edition uh, when third edition came out. Um, had my first campaign. We converted to three five when three five came out, and I uh, really never. Never looked back. Um, you know, a lot of uh, I got into D and D from LARPing, and then it just kind of would literally. That's really bounce. weird. I so there were sometimes when I think it would be the other way around. Yeah, I know. Of, like you, you immerse yourself at the table, and really get that that feeling at the table, and then you're like, oh, but I can take this and do this like in real life, and actually hit people with like foam swords and no. stuff. No, nope, so, I've always it's had interesting a, that you went the other way. Yeah, I've always had a love for for fantasy and the fantasy genre, and so uh, my cousin uh, Grace actually got me into LARPing, um, okay. and uh, I, once I was I was hooked, and then I LARP for seventeen years now. Wow! Uh, and just recently uh, retired uh, from it, and. I'm uh I'm now happy happy to be sitting at a table, um, and it's been so much fun. It's been wild. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty uh, pretty happy. So so like. when you so when you LARP, what was your favorite class or favorite character to play? Um. Well, I my very first character I ever played was a druid, elven druid. It was like even in like when I played Baldur's Gate, that was like my my character I played. Um, I played him for about eight years, uh, and then I just I've had quite a few characters. Um, I, I a lot of my characters kind of are you know mean a lot to me, and mm -hmm. uh, I'll take those old characters and and Devin and I, um, who we actually co-ran uh, a LARP together and told stories together, which is why we are so good. Um, at co-DMing, um, we, um, you know, we'll take our old NPCs or old characters and we'll actually incorporate them into D4. Oh, a wow. Lot, a lot of our NPCs are characters that we've had or known for years. That That's we'll really cool. Kind of take and put into D4. Yeah. So is it, is, does that make, does that give you like a little happy feeling inside when you can just like slip in a, a character like from your past? Oh, yeah. And just be like, oh, Here's a nod to anyone that gets it. It is indeed. Um, and uh, Ethan, who I've LARPed with you know, for years, you can definitely see um, his reaction at the table whenever we bring in one of those characters because he gets so, like a giddy, so <laughs> giddy and happy and squeals. and. Um, so having Ethan at the table and having LARPed with him for so many years, do you try to stick in as many of those types of characters as possible, or do you re are you really choosy with? Uh, it just depends on what fits the story and the narrative. Okay. Um, you know, if if we have a an NPC or a character and it just meshes well with the story, then instead of creating a character from scratch, we already have a history and a backstory and a personality yeah. to these characters, and so it's a lot easier and you know can come up and a lot easier for us to tell the story and play these characters that we've already had for years and so that's why we will insert them into the, the narrative of when it when it seems fit but we don't go out of our way to die. just for that feeling yeah no. that must that uh i feel like that would make it a little bit sweeter to be able to be choosy but finally getting to bring in those characters it's just kind of like oh here's that little nod yeah it's it's fun that's awesome. Um, so, leasing apartments, playing D&D. &D. <laughs> we're going back a little bit. Okay. Leasing apartments, playing D&D. Mm -hmm. &D. You were, I know you were super sporty growing up as well. I was. So, little little jock over here that also was into the nerdy stuff. I was, I was. I, I grew up playing football and baseball. I played football and baseball all the way up through high school, um, I played baseball all the way through my senior year, uh, but I also started the anime club at my school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I mean, I am a huge nerd, but 
I am a, I'm still a sports fan. I, I yell at the TV on Saturdays when I watch college football and I, you know, I got to make sure that, you know, I still, still keep up with that. But at the same time, I'm, you know, rolling dice and screaming kind of an at a table. I, yeah. Kind of an all around dude. Yeah. So, so did we, did we talk about, you said when you were growing up, what, what did you think you were going to go on to professional sports? Um, when I was little, little, I, I thought I was going to be a, a, uh, a baseball player. Did um, you ever fathom that you would be able to cross over into such nerdy things no. for a career? Never, never, never. Uh, I had no idea. Um, so, and then getting up through high school, where was kind of the focus? Um, I wanted to be a fighter pilot. Um, Oh, I did. My dad's a pilot. My dad was in the Air Force. Awesome. My brother's a pilot. So I feel you on the pilot front. Yeah, but... Uh, but that's I, a lot of math. It is a lot of math. And, and I a lot not, of science. And a lot of science. <laughs> and uh, I have really bad... I don't have the best vision, so... Really? I mean, I, I don't need glasses or anything, but... It, it's just enough to keep just me out of the cockpit. Just enough to keep me out of the cockpit, yeah. That's so, a bummer. Yeah, it's all right. They're very picky about that kind of stuff. Now, now that I look back on it, I'm okay that I didn't go through all that. So it's it's okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> hard on your body yeah. pulling those G's. Yeah, and, so. uh, and I, I don't math very well, so yeah, I'm I don't an artist. math very well either. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a theater major. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm you know so. I went to an art school. The only math we had to do was geometry, and that's basically drawing with math. Pretty much, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. And see, for me, art was always a hobby. Art was mm -hmm. never, like, so many people were like, oh my gosh, you should try going into animation, or you should try, like, doing comics, you should try doing all of this stuff. You're good enough to do that. And I, I always tell myself I don't have the imagination to come up with those, like, original characters and do stuff like that. So that's why I was never like, I can look at that and draw it almost exactly, but have me come up with my own character? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Can't really do that. I understand that. Um, yeah, I um, I, I just I enjoyed it. I, I went to school for for illustration, not animation. Illustration. Okay. You know, and uh, about the time I, I got into the film industry, I had a audition uh, or an interview with Archer, the, the show. Oh, really? Like the FX show? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's and, cool. And so I... And uh, at the same time, I um, I booked a, an extra role, a background gig, if you will, on uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Okay. Uh, I think it was the sequel. I don't remember. Um, but um, and then through that, I um, I did a big uh, I did some makeup for them on a big uh, like Halloween party scene. Okay. And that was kind of like my first step into the film industry. And I was like, this is kind of fun. Um, and from there, I, I went on to help out this little boutique film company called Whitestone Motion Pictures. Um, they beautiful storytellers. And uh, I came in and I started helping them. A good buddy of mine, Matt Silva, brought me on to help work on uh, a retelling of The Tin Man from Wizard of Oz called Heartless. And we, I helped build and maintain the Tin Man suit on set. Oh, wow. And that was, like, my first real set experience. And I, it was just, it was so much fun. I enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to do this. Quit my, uh, quit my, quit my job at the job leasing at the, at yeah. the apartments. And started the... Were they sad to see you go? Were you good at leasing apartments? I, I'm, I am a... Yes. I'm a good salesman. <laughs> I'm very good at sales, but I hate sales. Oh, man. Um, I definitely, charisma is my high stat. Yes. You are one of the most charismatic people <laughs> I know. Um, Watching you just, like, put yourself, like, in, like, situations with friends and just, like, present yourself, you're so flawless at it. <laughs> <laughs> you literally just are there. Mm -hmm. And everyone that I've ever met that knows you speaks nothing of high praises. Aww. So Aww. everyone seems to love you. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, well, I, and I, um, I just, I, I, had, I had so enjoyed it so much. Um, I went on and ended up art directing and production designing uh, 
quite a bit of their shorts and then realize that I absolutely do not want to production design or art direct in the film industry. Um, it's a lot of work. It is. It's, um, again, a lot of math. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I entertained that thought for like half a second also. I have a I have a really good friend of mine who was the production designer on Salem. Okay. And we talked about me going into the art department, helping him out um, on Salem season two. And then he went to Canada to work on uh, a project instead of coming back for Salem. And so that kind of like... Mm -hmm. But then I got to see him again on Gifted. Oh, nice. He was the production designer on that. Nice. Very nice. So... Yeah, we... Um... You know, and then from there I fell into, I went into props, did uh, did props for a couple of years, and then uh, the good old Walking Dead brought Ooh, me into costuming. Yeah, the zombies. The zombies making zombie clothes. Um, I feel like I would say I feel like at some point every person in Atlanta that works in the film industry has been on the Walking Dead at some point. Yep. Except for me. Yeah. I've never worked on The really? Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, I've been <laughs> both a crew member and a zombie. I have seen your zombie. Uh -huh. You a, are a famous zombie gif. I am a meme, yeah. <laughs> chewing on that fence. I chew on the fence and ice cream being shoved in my face. Oh, man. Yep. Two different um, versions of I that still, gif. <laughs> yeah, I still get to this day, I get random messages of people wanting my autograph That's for being so a zombie. Weird. It's, it's the weirdest thing. It's a weird, that whole, like, fandom is... It's an odd little bunch. They're, they're everywhere. But that's every fandom. Every, every fandom, fandom has their bands. You know, they're, they're pretty good. I was on a production like years ago, and I got pictures of myself in the mail to the production office. What? For me to sign in with a pre-stamped envelope. What? Yeah. How did your production office feel about that? It's, it is what it is. I mean, it's just like getting fan mail or whatever. It's... But it's still, it was like one of those, I'm like, man, that's these people will find you. Yeah, they do. Uh, oh man! But it's been it was a lot of fun, and but that was like really what got me into costumes. And I spent a couple of years aging dyeing in the dye shop. And so, what is aging and dyeing for those who don't know? Uh, Other than actually like your body aging and then you die. Yes, because um, I have said that to people before, and they're <laughs> like, "Why are you talking about like aging and dying in your 35? Right, uh, <laughs> aging and distressing costumes. Dying is in literally D I D Y E. Not D-I-E, D-Y-E, uh, dyeing fabric and um, taking brand new clothes and making them look worn and, you know, well-worn and toned down and bloody and beat up and exploded and zombified and what have you. Because stuff like that doesn't just happen. It does not. We you know, Over the course of a, of a season, they're not actually out in the woods. No, they're not. Rolling around in the dirt. We do not actually put our actors in dirty, gross clothes with real dirt and real grossness. It's I all have, fake dirt I and have paint. felt fake dirt. It's worse than real dirt. It is pretty bad. It is so gross. Yeah, it's just, it feels the yeah, way it feels. Crushed up walnuts and yeah. other fun stuff. Yep. So I did that for a couple of years and then I, you know, I, I just, I missed being on set because uh, mm -hmm. shop hours by yourself, airbrushing, 150 pieces of clothing, one yeah. after another. For, I feel like that makes you kind of a hermit. You definitely a become bit. a hermit. Um, I, I now I like to balance it out with, you know, do a season of this or a show on this and go back to set. But I love set. I love the chaos of set. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just kind of... Even as stressful as it is. As stressful as it is. I love the vibe of it. Yeah. But I was, you know, I, I did... I've gotten to do some fun movies. Uh, Goosebumps. I did the first Goosebumps movie, um, which... Uh, allowed me to work with uh, Nick Scarano and Judiana, um, who is the, Judiana's the designer, and she also went on to design most of the Marvel movies. Oh, wow. Um, and so uh, Nick, uh, who's the supervisor, costume supervisor, he um, brought me on to do Captain America Civil War, and that was my what? first step into the superhero genre. Um which I've been a huge fan for years, so I'm super excited. I feel like that's more of a like a jump into like a giant puddle, yeah, and not like a step. True, <laughs> very very true. Yeah, and to so, be able to say you worked on Captain America: Civil War, I did. it's not just like a passing comment. <laughs> yeah, and but it was so much fun, and I got to dress Spider-Man. I got to you know when. 
before we knew it was Tom Holland. You know, we were dressing uh, Marvin, his stunt double, before we even knew who Tom, like, Tom was going to be Spider-Man. We yeah. were filming Spider-Man scenes, and it was so much fun to see him backflipping and jumping and all of this other stuff. And, like, from that, I, I got to work on, uh, you know, Infinity War and Endgame, and then I got on the Black Lightning, and it's been a lot of fun to literally dress up mm-hmm. and play with superheroes for a And living. even, yeah, and even, even Goosebumps. I know yeah. you worked on the first Goosebumps and the second one. I did. One. I did. I took care of monsters. Which oh, is a lot monsters. Of fun. I love, oh, yeah. I, I like monsters. So, um, and I know you have two amazing kiddos who are nerds in themselves. They are. I and I have heard them say, uh, my dad took care of the monsters. <laughs> my dad made the monsters yep. on Goosebumps. Uh, they, they, uh... So... Are they, do they, do they like fully get into the whole, oh my gosh, my dad is this really cool, like go tell all their friends that you're like the coolest person ever. They do. They definitely brag to their friends. Uh, but you know, I try to teach them to be humble and, and you know, all this. But they're definitely great kids. They are the best. And you know, they're, they're, they, my nerdness is rubbed off on them. You know, they, they want to cosplay, they want to dress up. You know, they, they want to make their own Halloween costumes, and they have, you know, want to be... That's adorable. Yeah, they're, they're, they're wonderful. I'm very, very lucky to have, uh, to have them in my life. Love them so much. And for them to share interest with you. Yes. And not think, oh, dad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dad, and all your weird stuff. Yeah, no. Like, like this game that you play with the <laughs> dice and the stuff. No, we, we have a family D&D game we play. They they love to play D&D. They have their own dice and dice trays and have their own characters. Oh and they love gosh. to paint their own minis. And yeah, Oh my gosh, so they're really, really into it. They are. They, they oh my gosh. It. Hey guys, I'm so excited to introduce our new sponsor this week, Geek Grind Coffee. Geek Grind Coffee is run by an amazing Colombian-American family with their own coffee farms down in the Colombian mountains. They grow, harvest, and package their coffee in Colombia before sending it to the States, which gives their coffee a fresher taste. They have region coffee shops, game stores, conventions, and even some college campuses. They have a hard focus on child education and have put women in the forefront of their business in every aspect. Their current adventure series features the best of the D&D world and is available in bags or even K-cups. Head over to geekgrindcoffee.com to grab your bag of coffee today. This episode is sponsored by Smuggler's Coffee. We've had some really delicious coffees from Smuggler's. Smuggler's makes their coffee unique by adding barrel aging techniques to their roasts. They find barrels from some of the best breweries in their area, and barrel aging adds the flavors that were trapped in those barrels to the beans without any trace of the alcohol. It's a unique bean that makes an amazing cup of coffee in the morning, or that perfect after-dinner dessert coffee. They have fun and crazy artwork gracing their packaging with themes from D&D, Star Wars, music, and more. Whether you like sugar and cream in your coffee, you like a little Irish jig in your mug, or you like to drink your coffee as black as your soul, they've got the perfect cup of coffee for you. Head over to store.smugglerscoffee.com to find your perfect brew of coffee today. This live stream I do. called D4. Yep. What does D4 stand for? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> does D4, it stand for anything? It does. It does. D4 stands for uh, Dustin and Devin. Play Dungeons and Dragons. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yep. So pretty simple. <laughs> Devin Henderson is my co-DM. Um, uh, he is one of my best friends that I've known for years. And uh, as I said earlier, we ran a bunch of storylines and ran a bunch of stuff at uh, a LARP that we played. And when my home game of three years was ending, um, I had just gone to Stream of Many Eyes. Which is what, for those that have no idea what that uh, is? Wizards of the Coast, Dungeon who create, they're the, you know... Do they, do they own Dungeons & Dragons? They own Dungeons & Dragons, okay. they're the creators of Dungeons & Dragons, they're, well, 5th edition, you know. Okay. We'll, we'll go into the yep. specifics of that, <laughs> that's all. 
all down down that rabbit hole. But so Wizards of the Coast uh, owns Dungeons and Dragons, and they do a big streaming event every year to kick off their upcoming adventure. Um, I believe the first one was Stream of Annihilation, which kicked off Tomb of Annihilation. Okay. Um, and then the next one that they did was Stream of Many Eyes, uh, which kicked off Waterdeep Dragon Heist. And we, it was this huge event, and they basically made the Waterdeep, and it was so much fun. And I went out and I dressed all, helped dress all the cosplayers, and like made Waterdeep. What do you like? Like, like so, Waterdeep is a city in Forgotten Realms, and they literally built a set with like exterior shops. And, oh wow! And a big like forge and a butcher, and it was you know. I think I think. I think I remember seeing photos of that. That was the thing that had the big feet. It did. Right? <laughs> it did, because Waterdeep is known for its walking statues, so cool. that was the foot of one of the walking statues. Um, and uh, there's actually a picture of me standing on the giant foot, addressing the the cast of the, the cosplayers and uh, NPCs. Um, but, you know, I, I went to that, and I got the bug. And I was like, you know what? I went to went to Devin, and I was actually talking to... It's very to, easy to get bugs when you go places. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> um, but I was talking to Devin, and I think I think it was, like, at the end of one of our, our sessions for um, my home game, and I was like, what do you guys think about streaming the next campaign? Like, whatever it is, like, maybe mm-hmm. we'll just throw up some webcams, we'll stream it, and it'll be great. It'll be great. We'll just it'll just be us having fun, but we're gonna put it out there. Um, and uh, and then I started thinking, and then I, I I reached out to Devin and I said, "Hey, what do you think about coding? We just retired from LARPing. We had so much fun working on things and running things together. What do you think about coding this show?" And which also for people that have no idea what that entails. So, co-DMing means that there's two of you running this game. Correct. Typically, Dungeons & Dragons, there's only one. Only one. Only one DM. Uh, Co-DMs are rare. Uh, They don't... They have existed. Uh, But a lot of times, co-DMs, like, one of the DMs will focus on story. The other one will focus on, like, stats and statistics Mm -hmm. and and all of that. Uh, Or there's another case where it's... They're co-DMs, but... One, they'll swap off and one will be a player while one's, the one's running okay. and then they'll co- okay. vice versa like that. Devin and I are 50-50 the whole way down. We co-write everything together. We co-run everything together. Um, we split the statistics with each other. Um, you know, we balance. Um, and uh, we we basically, D4 is our Jaeger. We, we are, you know, two <laughs> minds, one body. Um, and Total hive mind. D4 is our giant mech suit as we Jaeger it, um, as, as we call That's it. That's amazing. Yes. Um, so y'all have known each other for a long time. We have. We've known each to other. To be able to be connected like that. Yep. Um, we, we mesh very well together. We are definitely on the same wavelength. And uh, we have the same style of storytelling. Um, and so we just work really well together. And That's so- good. It's, it's good to find people that you... get to share those experiences with and be able to do that and it not be just constantly like, well, I have this idea and I have this idea. Oh, but I have this idea and this idea. Well, now we have to like figure out a way to mesh those ideas to make this work. Yep. So So do y'all go through a lot of that type of thing of, well, I think we should go this direction or, oh, but no, I think we should go this direction is there a lot of like split? Not really. Um, we'll we'll. So y'all are pretty, <laughs> pretty, we're pretty on the money. On the money. Um, like we'll we'll definitely talk about like like when we're when we're writing a session or we're coming up with ideas. We'll we'll pitch ideas to each other and say, hey, what if we do this? Oh, I like that. But let's let's do this. I mean, it's like we're we're in a writer's room for working on it on a TV show. Okay. Like we pitch ideas to each other. We bounce ideas off each other. Um, if one of us, you know, it's not like no, I don't like that. It's a, I don't think that's going to work because of this. What if we do this? And it's a, so it's a lot of just workshopping with each other, okay. finding a, a means for the narrative that makes mm-hmm. sense and still meshes with our story. But it was, you know. Do you have a lot of those ideas that you come up with that, that you're like, oh, but I think that this is something that we really need to explore. And then the other one be like, I agree. 
but now is not the time for that. Absolutely. Do we do oh, of table those ideas? No, absolutely. You... They're, 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 you're going to have those, and we, we have those moments as well. Just have a running spreadsheet. Yeah, I mean, pretty <laughs> much. Ideas. Yeah, yeah we, we do, indeed. Um, but I'm going to bounce back to how it got started and where we are. Yes, absolutely. Um, tangents. So you're standing on a foot in Waterdeep uh, addressing well, people. Yeah, well, moving past <laughs> that. We're, you know, so... Flashing forward. Yeah, so we... I talked to Devin about Codename It, and we agreed that we would, we would do it, and then, and then we started asking people for things, and nobody said no. So, by, before we knew it, we had a full-on show, like a full, like it wasn't just us sitting in mm-hmm. our hell in, in the kitchen, in the ki- at my kitchen table, at my game table with a couple webcams up. It was, we have a production and we got to make this right. And oh man, this is going to be real. Okay, we're doing this. Um, so we, yeah, we, we decided, you know what? All right, well, we need the perfect cast. And mm-hmm. so we had to find our perfect cast. And we got so lucky because every single person we wanted, we got, save for one, who is a reoccurring guest. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that she didn't join full time is because she lives a state away. Yeah. Uh, Travel. And it's hard. Exactly. So, I'm going to sneeze. Oh. Maybe. Maybe. Oh, Maybe I think I said it. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, <laughs> well, it's just going to come now. Like, it's going to be... So, you're based here in Atlanta. We are based in Atlanta. Um, most of the... I mean, there's there's people that stream all over. There is. The country. Mm-hmm. All over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and being... Going out to LA, you're meeting a lot of people, mm-hmm. you're doing... But then you have to come home. I know. And not have access to any of those people that are known for doing this. We are, uh, we literally decided to, to step into, and we're, we're a bunch of nobodies, you know? Um, we were, we're not voice actors, like the wonderful, wonderful folks at Critical Role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we aren't in Hollywood. We're, we're two guys who, who work in the film industry, but, you know, we're, a, we're a cast of just regular people. Um, and, have regular day jobs and this is just a fun hobby for us but some of you have regular day jobs (laughs) (laughs) other people get to take care of superheroes for a living i mean it's still it's (laughs) true but you know working 70 hours a week i I have two regular day jobs in one week this is true Uh, but it you know it it allows us which actually in itself is very hard because we have to not only be on work you know 50 to 70 hours a week but we also have to write yeah. A show on top of that and prep and plan. And, you know, because we hate ourselves and don't really like our free time, we custom build every map for every encounter. Oh my gosh. So, you know, any free time we have is usually. Do you sleep? Uh, I mean, no. No. That's why I drink That's coffee. That's why you drink coffee. Yes. Exactly. Like like this wonderful uh, fanatical, fanatical focus, focus. With the extra caffeine from Found Familiar. <sighs> Indeed. So, supplying all your nerdy coffee needs. Yeah, it's so good. It um, is really good coffee. It is really good coffee. Um, it's so, like, rich, but not, like, but it's, like, a stronger breakfast blend. I enjoy it. I really It's very it. good. It's very yep. good. Very so. Good. So, yeah, so that's kind of how D4 came about. Um, you know, we, we were able to partner with some wonderful uh, partnerships, our our Two main ones are Meeple Madness, which is a uh, my, my local game store, and that's um, and they wonderfully and lovingly uh, stepped in and uh, gave us a place to stream. And secondly, uh, Rock Punch, which is our production company, and they we wouldn't be here without them. We we would be just a bunch of people sitting around a yeah. table <laughs> with uh, some webcams up, you know. But uh, they have been incredible. Um, and, uh, and then, um, our production coordinator, uh, Ross Lee, uh, Ross is literally keeps us moving, uh, mm-hmm. keeps us organized. Uh, he is, um, in all like, he keeps D4 running from a production standpoint, um, and is that perfect bridge between 
us in Rock Punch, um, and he's just, I have to give him a shout out because he is... <laughs> he gave himself a shout out last night on the Q&A yeah. and said, I'm the map guy. Yep, yep, he definitely, <laughs> you'll, you'll see him on, uh, on camera just briefly when he brings forth the map. A that, wild Ross appears yep. and just crosses the screen. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, so, but he, he's definitely the behind the scenes guy that not, not a lot of people know about and definitely wanted to give him a shout out. We also threw him in front of the camera. Uh, at our Q&A, um, where we... The uh, Q&A was amazing. It was a lot of fun. I, it went really well. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we'll definitely have to do that again at some point. Lots of lots of amazing questions. Oh, we, are, we have such an amazing community that, like, uh, we've been doing this for a year. We started in January of 2018, 19. Started, yeah, January. 19. Yeah. 2019. <laughs> what year is this? It's almost over. That's what year it is. Uh, um, it is almost 2020. The decade is uh, almost over. Yeah. So we'll, we started in January 2019, and we have done been doing this for a year. And like in that year, we have already such an incredible fan base and community that are there for each other, and they step up to the plate, and they are just absolutely incredible. Um, as we call them, our, you know, our, our party is the BFGs. And, uh, what does BFG stand for, Dustin? Um, well, I, I believe it stands for Best Friends Guild, but you know, it could mean it could mean <laughs> lots of things. Like, but first, gold. Yes, <laughs> all of the. Yes. Is it an acronym? It is. It is. Is acronym. that what it? <laughs> yes, acronym. I haven't taken an English class in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, our our fans are our BFFs, um, and that's um, adorable. And our D foreigners and. It is, that is so cute. We we love them so much, and it is. It's just it's incredible to share our story with with them and with everybody. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, our cast is so incredible. A lot of the time, Devin and I will just sit back and, and they let just, them do. They just go. I've and... I've w watched every episode, um, <laughs> and well, it's amazing. And they are definitely very talented cast and they they all play well off each other even in their moments where they disagree um they they always work it out but they always seem like a cohesive we're a very realistic game um where we have oh, you definitely put all the feels we are we into are... We, we are not a slapstick game we have fun slapstick moments but we are definitely a game and a Ethan story. laughs a lot in your game. He does. Ethan, he has a very infectious laugh. He has a very infectious laugh. <laughs> and we, you know, Devin and I, one of the things that, especially at least me, and I, I know Devin feels this way too, but to me as a storyteller, I feel like I have done my job when I have instilled what is known as bleed. And that is when, when you as a player feel what your character is feeling, no matter what it's, that is. Whether that's happiness, mm -hmm. sadness, fear, any type of emotion. That means that I'm telling such an immersive story that you as a person are mm -hmm. feeling what your character is feeling. Um, and that is what we try to do with D4 and hope that it not only does it push on to our players, but also into our audience. Well, you definitely instill, instill all of the feels in the audience. Because uh, I... For those of you who are not caught up <laughs> or have not watched E4 at all, the the winter uh, hiatus finale uh, was a was a cliffhanger, man. I love my it, cliffhangers. It was good. It was good. It was a lot of fun, and uh, I can't wait to to pick it back up. Um, and I know, I know, Ethan is still feeling it. <laughs> so it, 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 it is it is good you know no we won't no spoil spoilers no, no, nope, spoilers. no spoilers um but yeah but if you haven't checked out d4 where can where can they find you uh we stream every sunday at 7 p.m eastern time on twitch.tv slash rock atl um you can find us on twitter um instagram and facebook at d4 dndrpg and that's the letter n so the letter n d um, and yeah, that's kind of where we are across all platforms. And that is awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, you can find me at Flash Fletch on Twitter, at Flash Fletch 33 on Instagram, and 
at Flash Flesh Cosplay on Facebook. Cosplay. Yeah. We have a we have a little bit of time left. Oh man. You wanna jump into that? Because oh, like my I said, goodness. all around nerd over here. Yep, yep. It so is. you cosplay. I do cosplay. I do indeed. And for those of you who don't who might know Dustin through his cosplay, uh, he is known for his amazing, insane, totally realistic to as much of a degree as possible. Iceman from the X Men. <laughs> yes, that, that is one I'm. I've been known to. I, I like to. Uh, I like to choose characters that have crazy makeup requirements. Um, and I actually. Did you know that I actually found your Iceman on Pinterest before I even met you? Really? Yes. That's funny. It happens. Um, <laughs> I decided, you know, to cover myself in fake ice, and it was, you know. Thought it was a good idea. And What's your secret ice mixture? Um, it's you know, I pour water all over me and I stand in the freezer. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like you do. Like you it's do. fine. Yeah, totally. Suffer for your art. Of course. <laughs> um. So, but you're also, um, you're also a giant critter. And I, I know you do critical role cosplay. I do, I do. I, I mean, the... but you're kind of like me. You don't like the the super popular. You like more of the obscure. I do, I do. I I, I am a, definitely a critter. Um, I, you know, we love the people D, over critical. D four wouldn't be here if it wasn't for critical role. Um, and uh, they're very inspiring in a lot of they ways. They are very inspiring. Um, the entire Matt and the entire cast are incredible, incredible people. And uh, we are so, so just inspired by them. Uh, but I, of course, am a cosplayer, and um, I have not cosplayed any of the cast, but I have cosplayed a few of the NPCs. Um, and uh, one of the most notably ones is the gentleman um, from Campaign 2. I very much enjoy... You are unrecognizable, almost. <laughs> I am. As... I at least as Iceman, like, we can still kind of tell it's you, yeah. whereas g the gentleman, you're blue, you have this black, long-haired wig, yeah. you have, you darken your beard. I do. You look completely different. I do, I, I, but I enjoy it, and uh, it's, it's a fun character, and um, I got to, got to do some fun photo shoots with that. Um, I did Vecna from Campaign 1. Which was a lot of fun. We got to do some fun photo shoots with that. Uh, Stuffing yourself in that mask. Yep, silicone prosthetics, <laughs> and all sorts of craziness. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and you know. But that goes back to your makeup, your makeup days, and yep. the, uh, dribbling into the film industry a little bit. It's yep. all come full circle. It has. It, seems. it has indeed. I definitely get to uh, utilize what I've learned in the film industry into cosplay, and it's been it's a lot of fun. I'm uh, excited to see what I do next. I don't. I have a couple new ideas for for the next least critical role cosplay and maybe some other cosplays here or there um, on the horizon. But yeah. So was working on was working on the Flash. Was that like the ultimate goal to end all goals? I think or... so. I think I think like I'm happy now. Like if, yeah. if my career ended. Yes, tomorrow, which I hope it doesn't, because I enjoy <laughs> oh. this. Uh, I can say that I have fulfilled everything. That was definitely a, my dream job, was to work on The Flash. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but, where do you go from here? Do you just keep, whatever, keep chugging along? Yeah, no, whatever's next. Uh, there's so many fun projects. There's so many incredible productions happening, and uh, I, whatever the next one comes along, I'm happy mm -hmm. to be on and, and do so you've gotten to work on Marvel stuff. You're dabbling into the DC projects. Yeah. You've done some of the 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 monster stuff with uh, Walking Dead mm -hmm. and Goosebumps, all of that. Is there is there like a genre that you haven't gotten to work on that you would love to? I would love to do a western. Oh, I love some westerns. I would love to do a western. Um, I'm, I like would, a full like period. Like a full like, period western. Um, I. I know that filming it, it's going to be awful because it's going to be hot and miserable yep. and dirty yep. and dusty. I, uh, I had a lot of friends that worked on the new Magnificent Seven movie. Okay. Um, 
I was supposed to work on the Magnificent <laughs> Seven movie. Uh, I wanted to be one of the Wranglers mm. um, and help out with horses and all of that. Okay. And that fell through because they spent a lot of their budget making the towns in pre-production, and they had to cut a bunch of the Wranglers. Got it. Well, that's so, sad, but... Yeah, it is, no. but it was a great movie. Yeah, it was a good but movie. But it was in the middle of the summer in Louisiana, and yeah, uh, they were they were telling me it was hot, it was dirty, it was everything you would expect a western to be. So fun, but a western would be fun. Yeah, that's I, kind of my dream yeah. project too. I if I could just it, work on westerns yeah, for the rest of my be life, fun. and if like if if that western just so happened to be like. A Lovecraftian horror movie. Oh movie yeah. Well, like I just right up. Yeah. Combine western and horror. I'm good. Like that, that makes me. That happy. would be really cool. Yeah. Something along those lines. I just. It's like those genre that I haven't really delved into that I think would be a lot of fun. Have you Have you worked on any other like period films? I haven't done a lot of period. Um, I would also. I would be. A, I think it would be a lot of fun to do a period war movie. That would be. I think like, that would also be a lot. Like crimson. Like the crimson peak. Um, yeah, like movies. Like, yeah, like like world, any of the like World War Two movies okay. or something like something along those lines. I think so, would be a lot of fun. Okay. Just uh, I I I enjoy uniforms. Um, mm-hmm. I, what is your What is your favorite period of history that you would ooh. love to be able to? Mm. I'm a huge I'm a huge history buff. So anything like pre. Like industrial revolution, yeah, I, I and think, even going back like pre-revolutionary war. Yeah, if if we're talking like period stuff like that, I think I think doing a um, like Jack the Ripper style Ooh, London yeah. uh, era would be so much fun to do. That would be really cool. Yep, uh, I love vests, and there was lots of vests worn. Oh, I so. went and saw Jekyll and Hyde the musical this past weekend. <laughs> And can we talk about how I need all of the uh, Industrial Revolution 1800s Victorian male tailcoats and top hats and everything like that in my life on a daily basis? Yes, I agree. I would also like The vests and, again, those tailcoats, Mm -hmm. man. Yeah, they definitely dressed to impress back then. Yeah, they did. So I I very much like, like that style of dress. Do you dress like that very much? I any chance I can get to wear a vest, I do. I love vests. I think I have like nine or ten of them floating around and need more. Nice. Yeah. So alright. Well, we're pretty much ready to wrap things up. So I think we've we've covered a lot. We've covered we've covered before. Yeah. We've covered your Awesome day job. We've covered your hobbies. We've covered a little bit of your past. We little Dustin. Yep. So, is there anything else you want to... I think that's pretty much it. That's me, in a nutshell. Being a nerd. Nerds are cool. Mm-hmm. So, and we are definitely in an amazing day and age where being a nerd is cool. Wasn't always the case. Nope. And we are very lucky to not only get to be nerds in a culture that now accepts nerds, but to also have amazing nerdy jobs and get to live that dream. That's right. So. Well, it's been fun. This has been fun. delicious. I know. I've pretty much finished mine. I know. I need another cup. No, I'm gonna give you this bag. I will coffee. gladly take this bag. It is of yours coffee. to take home, and I'm gonna take so, it. So drink it's be all great. of the fanatical cocoa. I'm, oh, I'm going to. You're gonna need that extra caffeine while you're up, staying, staying up late. Uh, yeah. After you film. Yeah. Overnight. Overnights are fun and D4. I know. Yep. So well, thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on. This has been really fun. I've gotten to get to know you a little bit better, learn some things about you that I didn't know. Nice. So. And we will talk to you next time. So maybe we'll have a... I know I want to get Devin on the show. Yeah, so. you should totally do that. And, uh, and then maybe we can get you both back on the show at the same 
time. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd enjoy that. That would be super fun. Yeah, and once again, you can find me at Flash Fletch on Twitter. That's the best place to find me. Uh, and at D4 D&D RPG. And go watch D4. Yes. Go watch D4. Support these boys. Please Because they are amazing. Oh, thank you so much. So talented. And they're amazing cast of people. So, all right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Nerd Espresso. Your support means so much to us. Make sure you hit your like, follow, subscribe, and download buttons so that you're ready as soon as new episodes hit. You can also support us on Patreon and engage in giveaways, guest suggestions, early episode releases, and more. By taking a small moment to support us, you give us the ability to bring you a better podcast. We'll see you next week.